Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. A lot of my Latin friends did not grow up traveling. If they came to this country um, and they would travel, it would probably be to travel back home and visit family or go for special events. And um, like I did, I would just travel back and forth from Miami to Panama for our Christmas times or whenever we had school vacations and so on. So I didn't get to explore much outside of that until I was um, older. Hola, travel hackers. You just heard a clip from Alita Lupari from Alley Travel Points. Alita is a travel hacker who was born and raised in Panama. Quick history lesson. In the 1980s, Manuel Noriga was a Panamanian politician and military officer who became the de facto dictator ruler of Panama. It was during this time that banks were frozen in the country, many of the financial institutions became unreliable, and Alita's family fled and immigrated to the United States. Fast forward to today, Alita has traveled to 38 countries so far, many of them for free and loves sharing her travels with her husband and three kids. In today's episode, we talk about how she was able to save $10,000 on a 10-night luxury wellness vacation and save $12,000 on a transcontinental European trip that included a segment in the highly coveted first-class Singapore suites. Are you looking to travel like Alita but not sure where to start? If you are fairly new to the game of points and miles, I offer free 30-minute coaching calls to help you get started in the right direction. You can sign up by going to calendly.com slash geobreeze, and I will put a link to that in the show notes for you. And now, on with the show. Hey, Alita, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Thanks, Julia. Thank you for having me. Of course, we are so excited to have you here today. So before we jump in to all of your wonderful travel hacking knowledge, tell us first, how did you get into travel hacking? What's your backstory? Well, it was at an early age that I was interested in learning about this because my mom was the original travel hacker before the internet. And back in the 80s, actually, she used to have to go from, I'm from Panama, so we would travel, she would travel to California a lot for her, the business that she would run. And so she learned about miles and points early on, but being in Panama, there were not that many credit card options that you can choose from. So early on, she knew that Amex, American Express, you can build points and transfer them to the airline alliances. And back then she used a lot of Delta. So that was her go-to and she used to do it by phone. And that's how I remember. So as early as I could get a credit card, she did always make sure that I did not go into debt and I was using this wisely and that I could benefit from it from a point earning perspective. So as early as 2005 is when I got my first points earning credit card, which was really right after my husband and I, now husband, when we got engaged. So in anticipation of all those big expenses is when we started really accumulating points for travel. Very cool. And so when you were growing up, were you in Panama and your mom was traveling from Panama to California or you guys were in California and she was traveling from California to Panama and back? 
So we lived in Panama, and so she would go from Panama to California. But then that all got disrupted right when we had a dictator in our country. And that's when banks were frozen. There was a lot of distrust in the financial system in the country itself, not to mention the economy. So we uh, we fled. My sister was two months old. And so we uh, started in Miami. And that was the beginning of you know our life here in the States. And so it, it then evolved. And I saw how they had to rebuild. And that's where my financial awareness really came from. And you know, frugality and coupons and uh, figuring out how things worked in this country at that point. And I was around eight years old at the time. That is an incredible story. So then you guys moved to Miami and was your mom still working for the same company? So then she was just traveling from Florida to California a lot. So she had her, she's very entrepreneurial. So she had a clothing boutique. So it was her own business. And so she would travel. And when she had to close the boutique, she still had the mindset. So then, you know, she would do that, but from Miami. And then she would find places in Miami to like get what she needed instead of having to travel. So that is a really fascinating story of how you guys immigrated to the United States and already knew about this entire world of loyalty programs, points, miles, hotels, airlines. And that's very rare for somebody coming to the United States for the first time. And I think really makes it easier once you know other people who are in the game to get into travel hacking. What do you think are some of the ways that we can expand this travel hacking knowledge to more of the Latino, Latina community? Because as we mentioned, it's just not nearly as widespread as it is with some other communities. Right. Well, I feel like for the Latin communities, there is a distrust, and this still happens in my personal family. There's a distrust in that this is too complicated. This is a scam. The financial systems are not as trustworthy in our countries. The U.S., they are. But in our countries, they tend to be a little volatile in a lot of ways. So you come with the mindset that if you're coming and learning about all this, you still believe that debt is bad. Credit is bad as far as if you get credit cards. Now, having credit score and all of that is something you learn from either talking to people that know or if you had that information in school where they talked to you about that, but that's not really the case. So my mom is really the one that guided me a lot. And then because I decided to study finance and learn how to invest and grow my own money on my own, then I also learned how it works from the financial um, banking system. So a combination of all of that is what would help me. But I would say that for those that think that cash is king, I hear that a lot. People like to use cash just to not carry any debt. And I feel like you should use credit cards to pay for things that you're already going to be spending money on and taking that extra time to learn how you can maximize and get more than one point per dollar or just a point per dollar for everything you're spending on, whether it's $500 a month or several thousand dollars a month, you might as well be able to accumulate something for that. So for me, I started with like cashback cards because they were no annual fee. 
I really knew that I could do more, but I really didn't want to pay the annual fee. So that's when I made the next step into really building the points, the points system, if you will. Now, every time I, I do something, I try to let people know, you know, this is how I do it. And this is how I manage it just because everybody would be different. But I do love telling people how they can just take advantage of things that you're already doing to, you know, be able to fly and travel for free. Because the main thing is people do want to travel and go to places. And a lot of my Latin friends did not grow up traveling. If they came to this country and they would travel, it would probably be to travel back home and visit family or go for special events. And like I did, I would just travel back and forth from Miami to Panama for our Christmas times or whenever we had school vacations and so on. So I didn't get to explore much outside of that until I was um, older. And I always learned about my mom going to all these places that they would just go as a family because my grandfather um, lived in Italy for a couple of years. So they all just piled up and went everywhere. But I never got to experience a lot of that. So instead of me having a quinceañera party, my mom took me to Vienna and Amsterdam. So that's how we like to celebrate. And that was all on points back then. So there's a lot that you mentioned within your response. And let's break that down a little bit. So you mentioned there's a fear of financial institutions and credit cards and scams and everything. And I think that's really common to within a lot of communities who aren't used to using credit cards because it's a weird concept. And when people think this is a scam, this is just taking on debt, I'm going to have to pay on interest on all of these payments, and we're never going to be able to dig ourselves out of that hole. It it requires a lot of specialized knowledge for how travel hacking works, which I really like that you share that on your Instagram. We share that a lot on the podcast of you really have to treat these credit cards like they are debit cards. You have to pay them off before the end of the month in full. Don't carry any balance from one month to the next or else you are going to have to pay interest. And that is a, a bad game. Right. And that's the number one rule that I still say to everyone to this day is this is not something to carry a balance and not pay 100%. And some of my favorite stories are when I take somebody from zero credit cards to actually being able to book a trip with points. So even if it's starting out with like a Bluebird checking account, because we did this for my nanny yesterday, she didn't have an account that she could put the cash into. So we set that up so now I can deposit money to her. And then from there, she got approved for her first Chase card. So I gave her like an accordion system because she's afraid that she will spend the money that she has in cash and then use the card and not have enough to pay off at the end of the month. And so I said, okay, well, let's try this. Let's put it all in an envelope, all your receipts for that week, tally them up and put the cash in that envelope until you build up the whole month. And then at the end of the month, when you get the chase bill, you should have all the cash already in that envelope. We just started this week, so we'll see how that works. But it is as simple as that. And of course, if you then take it up with a second card, she wants to later on have her husband as her player too and also get a sign-up bonus. So it's taking the baby steps and learning, you know, where do I use my card and for what? 
and making sure that obviously at the end of the month, I'm going to have the funds to pay for everything I've consumed and keeping up with that on your phone or on the website is always handy. Yes, it's so important to have a spending plan and to be really in tune with how much can you actually put on this card and be able to pay off at the end of the month. And that's one of the things that I really like about travel hacking is that you get to be so in tune with how much money do you have going in? How much money can you have going out? And it becomes almost like this intuitive process after you do it for a while where you know, okay, maybe don't put on thousands of dollars on credit cards this month because you're not going to be able to pay that off. But once you can intuitively know that, it goes so much faster. It just takes a little bit of time to learn at the beginning. And I totally get, it can be scary if you're used to just saying, I have no more cash. I should not spend anymore. Where the credit card doesn't have that added layer of security for just your own spending planning. But if you get better at that spending planning, oh, it will transcend so many parts of your life. And it it will be life-changing. Yeah. And the other thing too is a, a lot of people that are starting or hesitant to start, they just don't know where to begin, what cards to start with, and somebody to like help them figure that all out. So that's where I love to like be the right-hand person to set it all up for people that I know are going to do this and follow my suggestions. And so having somebody that already knows about this may be able to help you. And if not, that's where our community comes in handy because then they can ask anybody that already knows about this, how to get them to the next step. And sometimes you just need to figure out, okay, I've accumulated so many points. What can I do with them now? And then that's where the progression happens and taking this to another level and then practicing. And that's where the workshops come in handy to take people from step by step. And how do you figure this out? Because this is kind of a game and it's also a work in progress for everybody. First, you have to figure out what exactly is my credit card earning plan. Then you have to figure out how you're actually going to use those points. And one of the main mistakes we see people get into with travel hacking is what I like to call shiny card syndrome, where they just say, oh, I heard that this Chase Sapphire Preferred is good. And I also heard this Amex Platinum is good. Oh, let's just get a Southwest Companion Pass. And then you suddenly end up with all of these different points currencies that do not translate to each other. You can't transfer them. You can't pull them together to get the big rewards. So it's really important to go in strategically rather than just shooting in all different directions. And as you mentioned, it is so helpful to talk to somebody, whether it is a travel hacking coach, just the community and the different hangouts that we host for the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Reach out to Alita on her Instagram and she can help you form a strategy. I can help you form a strategy. It's so important to have an actual plan rather than to approach travel hacking haphazardly. Yeah. And what I would say to that is I love like helping people travel hack the destination where they want to go. So if somebody tells me, oh, I can't wait to go to Santorini one day, I said, let me help you figure out how many points it costs to get there and then work my way backwards into then figuring out what card do I need to get that transfer points to the airline that gets me to that destination for the cheapest amount of points. So all that research goes into it before even deciding, you know, how am I going to maximize the points and all of that. Having a goal is so important so that you know if you need to accumulate, is it 
60,000 points for an economy or do you want to go in business class? Well, then that means you need 140,000 points. So then does that mean you need one card or two cards? And how much time do you have to earn all of that? So yeah, having a goal in mind and finding out how much it costs in points is also very important. That's the way to do it. Always work backwards rather than starting with, oh, which card should I get? Start with where do you want to go? And then work backwards from there. What airlines do you need? How many points do you need? Perfect. And speaking of, what are some of the trips that you have been able to take for free on points and miles? What are some of your favorites? And what was the strategy that you employed in order to get these redemptions? Well, I have different ones that mean different things uh, based on how I went on a particular travel experience. So my most recent one that was post well, during the pandemic was domestic, and that was a much needed wellness retreat that I treated myself for my 40th birthday to celebrate in uh, Marival, Arizona, which is a higher property. And I discovered, and I'll give a shout out, but I discovered through Dan's deals that they had a BOGO promotion. So if you booked one award night, it got you got the second award night for free. And not to mention it's an all-inclusive place and it's a wellness resort that has all kinds of activities and it was just bliss. And you can add extra things and they even give you a resort credit for those extra things that you wanted to add. So think morning hikes, going around the, you know, the mountains, getting yoga, having all this delicious food and it was just a full experience. So I went for six days and they gave me a rebate of 25% of those points. So I went back in December. So I went twice for a total of 10 nights and it's about a thousand dollars a night. So that's about $10,000 worth of wellness experiences. And I came back super inspired, which is what started the the inspiration for this blog. If you look at the beginning of my Instagram, it was it started with Miraval. So that was one of my recent most favorites, but that was for my solo travel. So that was a selfish one, uh, but much needed, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And before then, I have a great redemption that I did to surprise my mom for her 60th birthday. She really wanted to go to Santorini and Turkey. And that was back in the times of, you know, a lot of terrorism attacks and all of that. So a couple of people in my family didn't feel comfortable going. So I still went and I didn't tell my mom I was going because she thought everybody bailed. So she was only going with her siblings. And so because I kept it on the DL, I ended up changing my plans and stopping going from home all the way to Germany, where I met up with my best friend for a couple of days while I waited for my mom to get there. So then I met up with her and surprised her in the Frankfurt airport. She had no idea. And I had booked all business class seats all the way to Istanbul and back to Fr Frankfurt and stopping in Athens. So I gave her all my seats and then we had a great time. And that was with the excursionist perk of United. So I flew Lufthansa business. The rest was a combination of business. Uh, I'm sorry, a combination of Lufthansa and other airlines in the Star Alliance. And then from Frankfurt, 
I did a one-way return that I was able to get the one and only day available for the Singapore Airlines suites all by myself. And so that was major. So roughly that was about a $13,000 trip in terms of flight costs. And I was able to get that for about 130,000 points, all business. So that was great. That's incredible. So this is for, I just want to make sure I got all the details correctly. This was for you and your mom to Santorini. Then you flew by yourself to Back where? to the U.S. So because she lives in Back Panama still, my family is still in Panama. Okay. So it was me meeting up with my family in uh, Frankfurt. They flew from Panama. I flew from the U.S. And I met them in Frankfurt. And then from there, we all went to Athens, Santorini, Istanbul, and then ended back in Frankfurt. And then I flew back home on my suite. That's incredible. And so for any- I had to coordinate. I think that was like eight flights. <laughs> Did you coordinate and book everybody else's flights on points too? your entire family from Panama to Frankfurt? No, they booked a cash deal that Lufthansa was offering from Panama for people to fly out of Panama. Okay. But then they didn't upgrade themselves to from economy. So the rest of the family suffered a little bit with that long flight. <laughs> yeah, I see. And you mentioned the United Excursionist Perk, which is a really cool perk through United, where if you fly from the U.S. to a different continent, you can actually get one leg for free within that continent before flying back to the United States. So, for example, your flight was from the U.S. to Germany to Greece, and then back to the US. So that Germany to Greece leg, that was free for you because it was all on United. Is that the correct? The part that was free, I did a combination of excursionists. Uh, the part that was free was Athens and Istanbul, I believe. And then I did the open jaw. So I did all a, a couple of several, a, a couple of one-way bookings because my return was going to be Singapore. So my excursionist perk was Frankfurt, Athens, Istanbul, Istanbul, Frankfurt. All those three stops for the cost of one round trip. And I got the open jaw. So I did that excursionist perk within Europe for like 10,000 so, each one. So for anybody who isn't familiar with the open jaw concept, can you explain what is an open jaw? Yes. Yeah, so I depart out of one airport and I can come back at, from a different one. And I can also arrive a different location that I departed from, all within the same region. So I went from the U.S. to Dusseldorf, and then I can depart out of Frankfurt. So that would be the open jaw part. And so your whole open jaw was a big jaw where it's going from the U.S. to Germany, and then you're flying back from a completely different country, completely different part of Europe. Yes. So I could get that Singapore suite. Very cool. Tell us about the Singapore suite experience that you had for anybody who's not familiar with the glories of how amazing this plane is. So I came in and I took a video in this incognito just so I could record this experience because nobody could believe it until I could show them. So I'm walking in with my phone all discreet on video and I walk in and immediately I see the stairs to the second floor 
But the suites, you kind of keep going and they have your name. It's a separate entrance than the everybody else when you're going in the suite. And so then they have you by name and then they escort you to your your suite. And you have a personal butler. Her name was Emily, who greets you with Dom Perignon and makes you as comfortable as possible. And she's for you to she'll she'll wait on you the entire flight. And so while you're there, you would have been able to pre-select what you wanted to eat. They have a menu online. And this was in 2016. So I'm sure it's even better now. So you can order what you wanted to eat in advance if you wanted. Everything is high-end cuisine and it looks delicious and pretty and all of that. And they have a chef that makes it all from scratch. So all the meals are great. And the amenity kit was a leather Salvatore Ferragamo little clutch with a full size perfume, which I still use to this day. And of course, your your face mask and socks. They give you after you you have your first or second meal. She comes and knocks, you know, they they encourage that you keep your door closed if you want. And you have little blinds that you can close as well. And they come and ask you at about like three hours in, like, are you ready for your turndown service? And I go, oh, okay. And they give me my pajamas. So I go and change into my pajamas and I come back and all the lights are like this nice hue of pink. And they have made a full like twin size bed for me with like a comforter on. And the only thing that looks like a plane is that there's a seatbelt. Otherwise, it looks like a room. And that was great. So then you watch TV by your footbed and uh, snuggle up as long as you're buckled up and then just wake up and you're like, oh, man, I have to get off. (laughs) How long was was the flight? Six hours. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to stay longer. (laughs) I'm sure. So. This entire trip, you said, how much would it have cost if you had just booked it all on cash? Uh, twelve thousand. Twelve thousand dollars. Leg was eight thousand. That's incredible. And which cards did you use to book this flight? Which currency of points? Ultimate rewards from Chase. All of it. And if I needed you- to top off any of those awards I would have moved from Amex to Singapore Air if I needed to just do that part so it's great to have more than one points currency earning card so that you have that option because Singapore Air is a partner of both Chase and Amex but United is not is only Chase correct and so when you were transferring from Chase to these other partners? Do you just go through the Chase Ultimate Rewards portal or do you transfer to the partner directly? So I first do all my research before transferring anywhere. So I first go on Google Flights. I go and see what airlines fly to the destinations. And particularly, I am looking for a Star Alliance partner. And so knowing that Lufthansa flies, flies the route that I wanted, I find out, okay, well, how much does it cost with United or with some of the other partner airlines like Air France? So I compare at least two to three different airline partners with that route each segment before I transfer my points and try to see which partner gives me the cheapest amount of points options 
at the saver level and for the dates that I want because British Airways can have low points but high fuel surcharges and sometimes low availability. So, but I always check there too because of the one world. And then I check Air France because of the Sky Team. And then I check United for the Star Alliance, all of which I can transfer from Chase. So once I determine they have the route, they have the pricing, it's available, then I transfer from Chase Ultimate Rewards to the airline directly and then book within the airline loyalty program. And as we're kind of wrapping up here, what is the number one piece of advice that you would have for anybody who's looking to get into the game, especially if they're from the Latino community? I say don't be afraid of starting small, take a risk, learn, practice, ask questions, be disciplined, have a plan, pay everything off, and learn from those that, that have already been doing it. Those are all good pieces of advice. All right. And... Speaking of learning from others, can you give a travel hacking shout out to somebody who you think other people should check out on Instagram because they have awesome travel hacking tips? I'll shout out Pennywise Traveler. She's great for stacking. That's how to maximize a lot of points. Dan Steele's for blog. He's great. Travel hacking mom. Very cool. All right. And where can we find you on the internet? I am under Ali Travel Points on Instagram and hosting weekly workshops on Clubhouse on Wednesday nights at the same handle, Ali Travel Points. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Julia. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards or other tools mentioned on today's call piqued your interest, please use the links in the show notes to apply or to learn more about any of the cards. Commissions earned from these signups help to support the podcast. Additionally, the single best travel hack I can recommend is finding friends who can show you about even more travel hacks, and it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. And if you would like to meet even more travel hacking friends, come join one of our travel hanging hangouts. We discuss behind the scenes tips, celebrate each other's wins, and mostly just enjoy being around other people who enjoy this hobby just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, just head over to geobreezetravel.com slash hangouts and sign up to be on the invite list. See you there. Take care and happy travels.